No, I don't have an official intro. I just kind of yell. And do, 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 the Maria show. Copyrighted. Uh, we have the trademark. Thank you for your beautiful voice. That's it. That's it. That's the song. Yay. Well, welcome back to another podcast. Woo. I need to stop. I literally don't know how to like speak. So I'm just like sing words sometimes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm here with Bailey Patterson, Bailey the Wonder Girl. Patterson, my icon. Oh, shut up! Whole ass woman of a friend. And what movie did you want to watch? Baby Driver. Ooh, baby! This movie is so good. It's in my top top. I want to say top five, but it might have to be top ten. Mm. Top five is like the holy grail. That's pretty. Out of all the movies you've seen, though, top ten. Yeah, I just thought this one would be fun to talk about, though, because the soundtrack is, yeah, it's really what makes the movie. Yeah. Like, if it was just a regular soundtrack, like any other action movie, it would be just like, oh, okay, there's Ansel Elgort doing his thing. And, you know, nothing wrong with that. Love him. But it's the soundtrack that, like, makes it. Yes, we will get in depth Good. with that later. But um, basically, I just wanted to start off with you. Saying some fun. What was, like, the first time you watched Baby Driver? What was that like? Do you remember? Oh, yes. I went to Alamo Draft House with my mom, which is, like, Ooh. star cinema here, where yeah. you go in and they, like, serve you food and everything. My mom loves Alamo Draft House, so we go there all the time. Like, every weekend when I go home, we go see a movie. We saw at least three movies there over Christmas break. So, yeah, we definitely were at Alamo Draft House, I remember. Um, but it was like one of those where the first scene, I was like, yeah. I'm going to like this. And there's only a few movies like that where I've known within the first scene, like Greatest Showman would be another one again mm -hmm. because of the music. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like with the, when he's like waiting in the car, I was like, that's literally me. <laughs> literally when my friends get out of the car, I just start going, yeah. <laughs> and the windshield wipers with the, <laughs> I know the like. Uh, air percussion, yeah. so good. <laughs> New York City. <laughs> um, so I wanted to talk a little bit about this movie too because I watched this movie at a very specific point in my life, and I didn't realize how important this movie was to me until I rewatched it yesterday. So again, thank you for picking this movie because I didn't know how much I needed it. But basically, like 2017, 2018, I think that was the first year where I started to become a human <laughs> in terms of like independent thought and I finally had a grasp on what I thought were good movies and bad movies as opposed to people telling me like this is a great movie and I was like I can't tell but that's what I learned and like so many of my favorite movies came out like in this like two years La La Land yeah um, a lot of good music movies that was a yeah it was a good really year good for me season yeah, yeah and little theater me was just shitting my can I uh you get three that was, was just pooping my pants <laughs> love that um i also saw this in theaters twice maybe three times very I good I yeah i didn't go again this is definitely a movie that i'll say i was very glad i saw in theaters yeah you know what i mean some of them are like you can watch it on netflix it's not a big deal like this one is like better in a yeah. theater it's got some very artistic elements to yeah it, surprisingly i know okay well we're gonna get into that so here's the breakdown, history, AP movie history right here. Um, director Edgar Wright, 
I don't know how much you know about Edgar Wright. One of my top three favorite modern directors living right now. He's incredible. He made Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, World's End. If you've ever seen those movies, they're like really famous British comedies. And then he made the Holy Grail of college like movies that every college kid is like this is my favorite movie scott pilgrim oh yeah that makes a lot of sense now i actually yeah. did not know that yeah that makes a lot of sense uh also famously he was the director for ant-man that was going to be because marvel does this thing where they bring in like indie directors who've made one great movie and then they make thor or whatever sorry uh i can't breathe all of a sudden <laughs> i just like Okay, anyway. Yeah, I don't know if you want to take off your, your swishy. Because every time nah. you go, it's like... <laughs> Sorry, I'm wearing a but rain jacket. I also jacket. love it. <laughs> uh, some ASMR like for you? gym teacher. <laughs> you know, the pants. I... <laughs> That's so true. That's what I keep That's hearing. So true. Um, but yeah. Basically, he hired for Ant-Man. And this was when Marvel, like, just made Guardians of the Galaxy. They were doing, like, all these really edgy things. Halfway through production, he gets fired. They say, you're too weird. You have to make a more normal movie. Like, he's too creative. Yeah. They were like, you're not doing what we're telling you. You're fired. Oh, they fire what him. What happens when you let him go? Again. This is the first movie he made after he got fired from mm-hmm. Ant-Man. He said, F you tomorrow. <laughs> I know, literally. So that's why I also love him. Because it's like takes a very specific, creative, artistic, and self-assured person. To be able to pull something off like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, incredible. Incredible. I love him. Um, he's also very good and one of the only directors right now who makes comedy through visuals as opposed to just telling a joke. So uh, one of the things that I really loved in this movie was like in the heist, the second heist. It's like Jamie Foxx and the Asian guy mm-hmm. and then the weird guy. Uh, whenever they pull out the mask and it's not Michael Myers, it's like yes. Austin Powers. <laughs> this is Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah, like even just like the second they pulled out the mask, you were like, "Ha!" <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. He did, they didn't have to say anything. Like he does so many things like that. And there was a another scene in the beginning when Ansel is like dancing around. He just got to the coffee. Yeah, in the that's trees. one of my favorite scenes. And you see the graffiti with the yeah. lyrics in the background. Yeah, yeah, I pointed that out to my roommate when we were watching it last night because she never noticed that. But it's not even just the graffiti. It's like a couple flyers. Yeah, even. but I don't. I no, don't think it, I noticed that till the third when time he's, I watched it. Or something. Yeah, I didn't either. And like when he's walking past, there's like these tree trunks, and they have the lyrics written yeah. on them. Yeah, I never noticed that until it's I on. It. Well, it's on a lot of the graffiti. Yeah, like the walls and everything. It it shakes me. I know, and it's so it's like those little details that really add to it that you're just like, this is why this is a great movie. That's cool as hell. Yeah, and I love that scene because that's like how I imagine when I'm walking <laughs> across campus. It is, although I just look like an idiot. But mm-hmm. you know, you see me with my beats. That's what I think is going on. I feel that. Um, actors in this movie, obviously Ansel Elgort. Every time I was literally could not stop thinking about how much. He looks like Adam in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Our friend yeah. Adam. Oh, that's weird because I watched The Bachelor yesterday and thought that Peter looked like Adam. We all uh, see Adam everywhere he's we look. Every- he has one of those faces, but I, I was literally like, just the mannerisms that Ansel Elgort has. I was yeah. like, this is Adam. Like, yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Anyway, uh, obviously, I think Ansel Elgort only, only really did Fault in Our Stars before this movie. Yeah, I feel like there was 
Oh, he was in Divergent too. That really like picked uh, yeah. up some picked up some fans for him. That's true. That's true. But I feel like this is his first movie with weight, where he's considered a yeah, good actor. Yeah, it, you know, it takes like actual talent as compared to. I'm sorry, I'm not a big a fault the fault in our stars. No, fan. it's very All teen, the sappy romance, teen romance. Yeah. yeah, like it doesn't take much talent. It's to for do sixth those. grade girls. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I feel like he had a lot more of a character to kind of bring to life with the whole like when you find out about the hearing thing which yeah. also is just a whole other dynamic that I love to it because that's adds a lot of meaning to why the soundtrack is so cool yeah incredible 11 out of 10 uh famously this is a fun fact that I worked very hard to google he went to high school with Timothy Chalamet hmm. same year and I love both of them. Exactly. Of and they went to like a I super... I wonder if they were in the same like theater class or anything then. I don't know. It's like a arts high school and you like pick a concentration. Yeah. So he so... ended up doing that. And then you got Timothy Chalamet over here doing Call Me By Your Name. I know. Literally. <laughs> Some actual talent. No, this film. high school is like insane. Like uh, Nicki Minaj went to high school there. Oh. <laughs> Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Michael Che from SNL. He hosts Weekend Update. The hell? I'm I know. Sarah Paulson. Over. Like, all these people went to LaGuardia, which is, like, this high school in New York that's, like, performing arts. And I'm sending my kids there. I, I, literally, I know. Also, Ansel Elgort, I don't know if you know this, but his dad is, like, the most well-regarded and respected fashion photographer in, like, all the whole business. Like, Carly Kloss is like, I love working with Arthur Elgort. And I was like, oh. no, I had actually no idea. Right? But that would make sense why he's famous. That yeah. always kind of pisses me off when you hear about, like, an actor or an actress and then their parent is, like, someone really famous like yeah, that. Like, they have I the connections. Max Irons, he's this British actor. He's honestly not even a big deal. It's just a crush for me. <laughs> but his dad is Jeremy Irons, who is, uh, like, the voice of Scar and Lion King and everything. Yeah. And it just kind of makes me mad. But, yeah, yeah that makes sense, though. Yeah. Anyway, other actors in this movie who are Grenine. Lily James, incredible. Love, of my life. Love her. She literally did Mamma Mia 2 yes. like the next year. Incredible. Yes. Uh Jamie Foxx, incredible. I thought he was a little over the top in this movie. Yeah, I I have I feel kind of conflicted about him too in it. I always feel conflicted about his characters. Sometimes yeah. they just really irk the shit out of me. But yeah, I kind of felt conflicted. It was a little bit much, but yeah. that might necess- might not have necessarily been him. They might have been really pushing him for that, I guess. Yeah, you never know. Um, John Hamm. Mm-hmm. I, if I could choose to marry one person in this universe, it would be John Hamm. <laughs> yeah. He is so handsome. He's not even, like, hot. The only way That's I can describe fair, yeah. it is, like, handsome. He's one that will just look good at any age, too. I know. Yeah. I know. Which and- is hard to find. I think in the beginning of this movie, you're kind of like, oh, John Hamm, he's, like, groping his girlfriend. <laughs> cool. And then, like, at the end of the movie, when he turns. Yeah. No, I was going to mention shoot. that part, too. He's, yeah. like, ah, yeah. ah, I love him. Also, have you ever seen, seen Mad Men? Nothing. <laughs> oh, I hated that. <laughs> I thought it was so cringy. No, I hated it. But they saw nothing but blood, I'm just saying. That's true. Uh... Also, the other girl, her name was, like, Asia Gonzalez, Asa Gonzalez, yeah, something Gonzalez. she's gorgeous. I don't recognize her from anything, though. I don't think so. I think she's probably one of those people who's, like, a background character in a lot of things, yeah. but you just don't remember. Very typed character. Also, we need to get into the controversy of Kevin Spacey. Because this mm. is probably the last movie he made, and then he got 
completely outed. Demolished. Yeah. 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 I didn't, I kind of forgot about that last night, actually, when I was watching it. Oh, I was thinking about it. It it kind of, I didn't ruin the movie for me, but I can't watch it the same. Yeah, it does make it harder, especially because his performance is amazing. Really? I didn't think this was good, Kevin Spacey. I I remember watching it in the theaters, and I said, because Kevin Spacey, when he brings it, he's like one of the best actors who's ever lived. I thought for who the character was, though, he was very good at being like dry, but you could always tell that he still cared about Baby, like behind it. I thought that he was good in like that message of it i guess but no that makes sense Uh, but for whatever reason i remember being like kevin spacey's like different like this is kind of weird and then he got like me too like three months later Mm, and then when i was watching happen when the movie was being promoted no not like not like oh he shouldn't be outed but the movie's amazing and i wouldn't want that to affect it yeah um it just made me really uncomfortable whenever he'd be like that's my baby i'm like Ew. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It just changed the movie for me, man. Uh, At least he doesn't have any interactions with women in the movie, really. He, that's true. He never... Well, he, his, like, Me Too was against, like, little boys. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, no, Kevin Spacey, pardon my French, is a piece of shit human being. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I didn't know the details. Honestly, when stuff started coming out like that, I couldn't even look at details. I was like, I just want to know the names. Yeah. Kevin Spacey was like one of the worst. One of the worst ones. Yo. So that's why I was kind of like, and that's what made it weirder for me that he was yeah, like in love that with Donald Elgort. That's weirder. That's my baby. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Anyway, moving on. Uh, awards history. Movie came out in 2017, so the 2018 Oscars. Uh, only nominated for film editing. I. What a snub. Are you kidding me? This was one of the best movies of the year, easily. Yeah, I'm trying to think, though. I have a list of everything else that was nominated It's complicated, because, like, the editing is what makes the soundtrack, like, pop. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. It's a it's an action movie, though, so That's I true. wouldn't expect it. Wait, really? No, I think it was, like, I really think the only problem with this movie was that it came out too early in the year. Because it has to be, like, yeah. Oscar movies are, like, September. Yeah, that's why they rushed Cats. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my God. Don't even get me started on Cats. <laughs> no, I kind of want to go watch it. Just to oh, see you haven't how... seen it? No. I've seen it. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. What was that like? Uh, Okay, I'm a theater person, oh. and I loved Les Mis, and it's Tom Hooper, and it's very Les Mis-esque. Yeah. And as a little theater nerd, but I will openly and honestly admit, yeah, that's not going to be good for the average <laughs> audience. That wasn't Wait, one that you needed to it? go... I didn't, like, love it, but Cats is weird. I've yeah. always loved Cats, and, mm-hmm. like, I don't, I'm not going to probably seek it out again, or unless, I'll probably go with you, I guess, if you want to go, oh but, God. like, yeah, it was okay. It was, it was about what I expected. I just, I'd like, rather watch the, like, Broadway recording, mm-hmm. where the choreography and the singing isn't being outshadowed by how awful the cgi is and everything but i just really i saw an interview with taylor swift and i hate taylor swift yeah i'm not a fan sorry (laughs) anyone she's not in it much though she's she's like one song that's what people actually like we're mad about that. So if you're not wanting to see it because of her, she's oh, not I don't want to see it for a lot of reasons. Really, but <laughs> no, I think you have to. It's an obligation as someone wanting to do these things. You you're must right, also right. watch the awful ones. You're right. You're right. But I saw an interview with her, and she was like, "This is literally my dream come true. I get to be a cat." And it was like, <laughs> you can just picture Taylor Swift saying that, and she's the cat girl from third grade. I'm not gonna make fun of her. I have. <laughs> 
eight cats at home. I cannot make fun of that part of it. I know, but just the way she said it, I was like, yeah. of she, course. She uh, auditioned for Eponine in Tom Hooper's Lay Miz also. Really? Yeah. Taylor Swift. Yeah. She needs to calm down. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. She needs to calm down. That was... I'm going to oh, keep talking. Oh, no, my cactus. <laughs> um, okay. So, other movies that came out that year... These were mostly the Oscar-nominated movies that I think were incredible. This was a great year for movies. Get Out comes out in February. Yeah. Florida Project. Have you ever seen that? No. You need to. That was, like, one of the... It, it was a guy who made it for, like, a million-dollar budget. And, like, if you know anything about movies, that's, like, literally yeah. a penny. Not easy. Uh, incredible movie. Three Billboards outside of Missouri. Did you ever watch that? No. It's been on my list for a while, that's, though. Oh my god! I literally watched that movie in the theaters, and I remember it like changed me. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, Dunkirk. Haven't seen it. Sorry. I still haven't seen that. I yeah. Need to. Uh, Lady Bird, which is like one of my other yes, favorite movies Lady ever. Yes, Lady Bird's really good. I did see that. I Tom? love Saoirse Ronan. Amen. Uh, have you seen Little Women? Yes. <laughs> yes. I want to do another podcast, just me ranting about how that's my new favorite. Yeah, movie. Little Women was very good. Exactly. Uh, Call Me by Your Name, Shape of Water, I Tanya, Darkest Hour. Oh, Shape of Water. <laughs> Did you not <laughs> no, like it? No, that was so painful. <laughs> really? That was more creepy to me than Cats was. Like everybody's creeped out by Cats, but Shape of Water, that like creeped me out. The fish guy mm. and his weird fish butt crack, and I don't know, I couldn't do it. Uh, also, Disaster Artist came out. Incredible that movie. That was good too. I saw that on opening night. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and the post came out that year. We all remember yes. that great movie. I'm just yes. kidding. I didn't think it was that good. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, a I'm journalism saying... minor. <laughs> I was mind blown. Have you but... seen All the President's Men? No. Way a million better. Ver- it's a million times better version of the same movie. It's literally the same movie. It's about is the it Washington about the same Post. Story? Yeah. Post Watergate. Well, I all the president's men is about Woodward and Bernstein uncovering the Watergate scandal. Yeah. And it's like Al Pacino and Robert Redford, and it's like probably the movie I've seen the most in my life. It's super good. Um, but I was saying that they should have taken out the Post and nominated Baby Driver. That's fair. Yeah. But, yeah. But that's some nerdy Oscar history <laughs> for, like, the three people who still watch the Oscars, aka me. So, let's move on to some opinions. I loved this movie! <laughs> I loved it! It was so good. I was watching it in Quad Bugs yesterday, and I was just smiling the whole time. I probably looked creepy as <laughs> yeah. hell, but I couldn't stop smiling. It's just, like, such an uplifting movie. Yeah, it's really good. But then I love that it does have, like the crazy stuff to it yeah yeah and i'm not a big action movie fan if you couldn't tell by me talking about lemas and cats (laughs) um but it's i was just saying with my roommate yesterday too like it's one of those where i don't want to look away from the action scenes and usually that's where i zone out i'm like okay well by the time all this racket stops we'll see who's alive and who's not i guess like that's all i care about but you like have to watch it like the soundtrack forces you to look at what's happening yeah uh, but yeah the action is really good too especially in this age of like tiktok culture where we can't not focus on things it's like yeah. so good that it's so fast-paced because you can't stop watching there's yeah. always something happening yeah the chase scenes are awesome yeah so good uh so let's talk about a few things that i didn't like that much <laughs> 
Spacey. Yeah, actually, that's the first one. It's, <laughs> it's not even a f- full it sentence. Be. It just says Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. <laughs> uh, Enough said. I just didn't like his acting because, have you seen American Beauty? No. Okay. Uh, okay, so that came out in 1999, and it's, like, regarded as, like, one of the best movies, like, ever made. Mm-hmm. And you see Kevin Spacey in a... You see Kevin Spacey in that movie, and you're like, what happened? He's, like, asleep in this movie. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to me, because I had, especially at the time, I really respected him, and he was so highly regarded for me that I was, like, really disappointed. I feel like he he would just, like, take a paycheck almost. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I kind of, I did think that he, because it's not a very deep character, too, so there's not too much that he could do with it. I thought, though, that what he had with the tension of, like, he talks about finding this kid when he was, like, 12 or 13 and, like, doing all this stuff, and he's very good at keeping that tension between, like, he'll say, like, your girlfriend has a pretty face, let's keep it that way, but then the next minute he's, like, defending baby, like saying like that means slow is he slow you know so I think he does good with that tension and especially that last scene right before he dies with him where like baby shows up with the girl and everything and he's like ah look at you too and like (laughs) you can see that like he remembers being young and loved ones I don't know I thought it wasn't like awful I thought it was pretty decent for what the character was yeah okay also you know how like there's that scene where he does the is he slow and like makes it a song do you just like imagine like that's what connor and like cam and like all of them do in their free time yeah i just like pictured that i was like this is what every single guy friend that i have probably does when they're alone bo burnham does uh like all of his stuff is pretty musical yeah uh, but he does this one piece it's at the end of um what where he takes like a three different voicemails of people and he mixes them like that and like it's you gotta watch it to like. I can literally talk about Bo voicemail for 30 years. clips and changes them. It'll be like bo bo bo. I guess this is literally just what boys do in their spare yeah. time. <laughs> like weird, TLDR of that weird boys. Um. Also, we talked about Kevin Spacey, so I don't really need to talk about it again. I don't know why I thought the dialogue in this movie was terrible. It was so awkward. Yeah, there's some parts where like they'd say something and then the next person to speak. I was like that didn't even follow that what happened. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, it's not there for the script. <laughs> no. And, like, what I thought was weird is they talked like someone took cocaine in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. They were like, and I gotta, yeah, you know what I mean? They just talked so fast. And the things that they said just made no sense. <laughs> yeah. None at all. Yeah. Um. But my favorite line ever, and I'll talk about this later, is, like, Kevin Spacey says, that's my baby, and we're all like, ooh. And then Jamie Foxx goes, fuck your baby. And yeah, I was fuck like, yeah. <laughs> that, like, redeemed baby. it. It was so good. Was, fuck your baby. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, why was John Hamm, like, inside this girl the whole movie? It was so gross. It was so much <laughs> going on. Yeah, that was definitely just, like, well, it's kind of funny, though, when you get to the later part, and the uh, Jamie Foxx's character, Bats, I guess it is, is, like, flaming them, and is, like, oh, running off with, like, your favorite lap dancers. So yeah. They never really explain what happened, and yeah. then he doesn't fight back too much when he says that, so maybe that's what it is. Maybe she's, like, a stripper or something. I don't know, but... Yeah, I don't know, pretty, but it was kind of gross, and bare. the things <laughs> they were saying were, like, no. Like, <laughs> she was, like, uh... Bats just... You know, it was like really that. sexy, and I was, like... <laughs> 
I don't want to watch. I want to watch Baby in the Laundromat. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to that part. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I, I Something about the dialogue, I was just like, which I thought was interesting because there's not that much talking in this movie. Yeah. Because it's, so, or especially not from Ansel Elgort. Um, so I just thought it was really weird that when they did like have heavy dialogue scenes, they were just like, I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. And it sounds terrible. Yeah. Well, I just remembered this. Along with, like, the dialogue and the soundtrack, did you notice the high-pitched sounds in the background of yeah, some stuff? for the tinnitus. Yeah. yeah, and there's some parts where it's going on that you don't even, like, you're not really supposed to notice, like, like it's not like a, like, the car accident part or anything where you're yeah. supposed to know that it's coming, just, like, weird parts, like, somebody will rip his, like, headphones out and you'll, like, hear the ringing, but only if you're, like, paying attention to it i remember when i was in theaters with my mom at one point it was like just a very normal scene and i could hear the ringing and i leaned over to my mom and i was like do you hear that (laughs) you're like like, do i have to go to the hospital yeah like she's so she's it was so high pitched that like she couldn't hear it because your ears like once you're about middle age you can't hear like certain pitches so like really older people that are watching this movie a lot of them are not hearing that noise or even getting that element of it but that part is one of the like things that really ties it all together i feel like with the whole tinnitus thing again it's like the attention to detail in this movie yeah it's just incredible it's insane um also why did they have southern accents it was so distracting oh, yeah. for me it was so bad did they ever tell you what city it's supposed they're to be? in atlanta okay but we well, know people southern. from atlanta but they're not like Atlanta. howdy southern. y'all like, yeah it was really weird like yeah oh baby it's very clear that he's like his voice and his mannerisms are very like 1950s inspired it's yeah. definitely supposed to be like that with him at least i think but yeah I know. I just thought it was really weird. It was like, Lily James, you're British. Like, you can't (laughs) do an accent on top of an accent. Like, no, no, no. Anyway. And you got Saoirse Ronan out here. She does. Oh, yeah, but... Her real accent is insane. No offense to Lily James. I don't think she's at the caliber of actress that Saoirse Ronan is. No. Yeah, no. But that's that. And then, again, like, I just thought sometimes this movie was a bit much with the actors. To me, technically and visually, this movie is perfect. Mm-hmm. There's no flaws with the visuals. But just, like, the actors, like, again, it was just so over the top sometimes. And Baby was, like, so calm. So it just, like, made it made everyone else just seem crazy. Which yeah. I guess they kind of were supposed to be that way. But, yeah, as much as I love this movie, Baby is one of the blandest characters yeah in any movie which is fine he doesn't need to be like fun it's just the fact that he drives fast and he's handsome and gets a girl that's true. but yeah he's a very bland character yeah. i feel like i will say this about ansel elgort and i think that's what qualifies him as a great actor to me he has like no words in this movie like probably like He's good a with few the, pages. The, like, he has face. so much charisma. Yeah. But you can't see his face because of the sunglasses. Like, they do everything yeah. to obstruct him. And he's so much charm. Yeah. It's incredible. Like, that's great acting. Um, So let's move on to what's Grenine. Everything. Everything. Everything else. Um, Starting off, I'm very picky about movies. I don't like when they're too long. I don't like when there's unnecessary things. This movie is the perfect runtime. Mm-hmm. There's no nothing you need to cut out. Everything contributes. It's entertaining the whole time. You're never bored. 
and I could sit down and watch it in a tight one hour, 50 minutes, and it's done, and it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. You know? I agree. That's something that's really important to me, because a lot of times you have, like, a great movie, and it's three hours. Like, The Irishman, everyone this year is like, Ugh. I love The Irishman. I literally got through 30 minutes. I didn't minutes. care. I, I just didn't care. I didn't care. And it's three it hours. completely dialogue, and I have no attention for that. <laughs> Amen. So I'm fine with a movie like this where the dialogue <laughs> is shit, as long as it has a bumping soundtrack for me to listen to. I respect <laughs> it. Um, the opening scene. Yes. Wow. Like, yes. wow. I'm, I was, I rewatched the opening scene before I rewatched the movie, just because I saw it on my mm-hmm. YouTube recommended and I was like I have to watch this movie right now yeah it was so good I feel like you get you get like two different opening scenes almost so you get the one in the car or you're introduced to him like as the driver and yeah. all that stuff and it's got like the <laughs> like that part but then I feel like you get a whole different introduction to him when he's walking with the coffee yeah because he just comes off as a very different kind of guy like he just looks like a regular kid walking along listening to his music so I feel like you almost get two different intros yeah it's definitely just a great way to introduce because something else that makes me really mad at movies that I think a lot of people don't understand is that you don't need dialogue to tell a story Mm -hmm. you just don't need it and frankly if you do it's lazy storytelling this is a perfect example of great storytelling through visuals that people just don't do I don't know why that's why I don't like Christopher Nolan movies I talked about this on another podcast, but basically you watch like Inception and it's just Joseph Gordon-Levitt literally spoon feeding you what's going on. Yeah. This is perfect because you know exactly who the character is, what he's good at, what the tension is going to be from the plot. And you're invested immediately because he's so charming. Yeah. Or even like then he never once says anything about his dad, but you can pick up from the flashes that his dad was abusive and that like that's even why the car accident happened but yeah he never once has to say it yeah it's oh it's so good uh what else john ham john (laughs) wait also for the opening scene this might be my favorite part in the whole movie when the other guy i don't know his name he's a famous actor he shane from the walking dead he walks into the car and he points this way and the car reverses. Like he points yeah, forward and yeah. they go in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't express how much I was like, this is a genius idea. It subverts expectations in a healthy way. <laughs> and it, it just like makes your story more interesting. It makes your yeah. scene interesting. Yeah. And you're more impressed with his driving. He's driving backwards. Yeah. The whole driving, like I honestly, along with action scenes in general, just like driving scenes, I usually just like, okay, they're driving. But like, yeah, the driving even keeps you really interested. I know. And even with the, when they, sorry, the jacket, I know it's <laughs> annoying. Uh, oh my God. When it's the three red cars, yeah, and then, and then switches, then he goes off, yeah, that's just so good. Yeah. Oh, as soon as I saw them do that and then pull into the parking garage, I was like, I could do this. I could <laughs> rob a bank. Uh, yeah, literally <laughs> me, me pulling into West Campus garage with <laughs> switching cars. <laughs> but in real life, I'm like the person who crashes into someone else yeah, by accident because yeah. <laughs> I didn't stop at a stop sign. Oh no, I like to think I like to think I could be a pretty good chase driver i feel like you could be i'm pretty swervy with the lanes sometimes when i'm Mm. impatient i feel that we've all been there um also i felt like this movie when i watched it the best way i could describe it in two ways i think this is the closest thing you could ever get to an anime 
if it were real life people. You know what I mean? Just like the way, like if you pause the movie at any moment, it's a like looks like a comic book panel, mm-hmm. and it reminded me a lot of Scott Pilgrim in that way. Like yeah. there was, like at the end of the movie, John Hamm, they're like doing the car on car wrestling thing. And the camera just turns, and it's, like, a beautiful angle of John Hamm with, like, the blue and the red from the police. Yeah, I know and it's exactly his face, and about. it's, like, yeah. th- I pause this movie and, and frame this picture. livid. I know. He it looks just... like a shark. Like, <laughs> once, as no. soon as the girlfriend dies, he just turns into a great white shark, like, yeah. black in the eyes, ready to go. I know. And I also, what I really liked about John Hamm, too, is... In the beginning, you're like, oh, he's just another con artist. He's just, like, another one of these people. But then whenever Baby lies for the first time, that's when you know that he's the smartest in the yeah. room. Because he yeah. picks up on it right away. He's like, you're lying. Yeah. And, he, like, no one else could tell. Well, I mean, they could tell that he was lying, but he just... It's like he always trusted Baby. He could, He's the guy who can, like, see through people's bullshit right away. Yeah. Between him and Bats... Baby has no chance. Yeah, at lying, this guy. Really. I don't know what he thought he could be. Like yeah. two a.m. Let's go. Like, <laughs> come on, use your brain. And then they're both in the car. <laughs> I know. I know. Also, but Bats when he's like talking about the diner too, and he's like, I don't want to go. They got shitty food. And then Bats is like, What was that recommendation? We got to go now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Um, Three cokes and one coca. Oh, I thought that was weird. I hate the dialogue. <laughs> it was kind of uh, racist. But, right? But also he was black, so I was like, yeah, well. <laughs> uh, no comment. Um, I also could describe this movie, I feel like, as, like, one giant music video. Like, I really thought it was, like, a giant music yeah, video for it, a lot of it. Yeah. Like, it's really the editing. Because, like, even with my... Uh, I've made, like, a few little video edits just, like, for flying off of, like, a GoPro from a spring break trip and stuff. And, like... I've lived for the moments where you get the like music to match up perfectly. Yeah, it's with like what a, it has a rhythm on, to it, like on frame. Yeah, and that's like that's really yeah. What well, also um, tells you about how musically inclined Edgar Wright, the director, is mm-hmm. because well, him working with an editor, obviously, but editing like that is really hard. You can't just like. It's not even just like that they're cutting. Yeah. It's what they're cutting to and what images they're showing that complement the sound. Yeah. It's incredible. Well, it's like a, it's like you can't just film what you want to do and then go in and edit it. Like, not that they do that with most movies, but most movies, Mm, they don't have to be as conscious of what they're doing. Whereas this, I feel like they really had to plan a lot of like certain frames to the music, which usually isn't. A demand like just when they're handing out the coffee and you got the little like din, 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 <laughs> I know. and then they put the coffee cups down and it's like well and you also, see the coffee cups hit on the beats and the guns in the one action scene you know like right after oh, right tequila? after the girl dies no right after the girl dies and then john ham's character like if you if you haven't noticed this, you should go back and check just this one part. But he like turns and it's like rock music or something, and he's shooting on beat. Really? Like, not the whole time he's shooting, but the first like five or ten shots that he does are like like with whatever whatever song it is. I, I can't hear it in my head that. right now. Yeah, like his shots are on beat on that one part. God, so like you have to be so aware. Good. 
ahead of time that like this song is going here and that by the time that we get to this part with him shooting, it's going to be at this part of the song and we need him to shoot at this, 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 you know? Yeah. Like, I think my favorite example of that is they first get to the laundromat and it's just their feet like yeah. tapping and yeah. it's just so cute. Yeah. And it's perfect because it represents exactly what is needed to achieve in the scene through one frame. Yeah. It's perfect. And I think that why I like the movie so much or like when I've tried to edit some things I've tried to fit it to music sometimes is because like I've been a dancer and yeah. that's like a big that's like the whole purpose of dancing is to make it fit to the music so I think that's why like it gives me a sense of watching a dance almost when I'm watching the movie because I'm just always excited to see like what's gonna happen with different sounds and they do such a good Ooh, job of sorry. like fitting that yeah, I wonder if they had to choreograph this movie in terms of, like, the dancing. Because yeah. he dances a lot. I don't know if that's just Ansel Elgort being Ansel Elgort. But... Yeah, when he's dancing in the room and stuff, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, oh, that's one of the best scenes in the movie, right after he meets Deborah. I think I know Deborah. Sounds like a zebra. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's with his foster dad, and he's like, get a job work at pizza yeah and he's just like dancing oh what a great little scene yeah also that that the foster dad incredible actor yeah, that adds he to might the, be the best actor in the movie which adds to the whole tinnitus thing yeah and, yeah yeah i like the foster dad he's funny oh <laughs> my god oh yeah he's so funny uh when uh um my brain's going in a million places let me <laughs> stick to my script here um also i really like that they used ipods in 2017 like the original ones because i feel like most movies would use the newest version of the technology which dates the movie wait when is it an no ipod oh he oh, uses the yes iPods. yes yes yeah and he has like a million ones or, yeah yeah but for some reason i felt like that would never age the movie yeah because it's old technology in a modern movie yeah the movie it all kind of has a weird sense of there's some parts like baby the way he talks and everything yeah. and like are you like in baby driver or are you in greece but not in a bad way like <laughs> yeah. it does a good job of kind of giving you that whole like 50s vibe every once in a while yeah uh also this movie is hilarious mm -hmm. it's so funny i literally i remember my friends in high school when i watched this it was my senior year or summer between senior year and freshman year of college and my friend group at the time was like a very specific group of people. We all we all listened to Vampire Weekend. Oh, we yes. all only wore J Crew. We were like those like preppy <laughs> girls in high school. Yeah. So when I saw this movie, we literally said "fuck your baby" to each other like all the time. We like <laughs> pass each other baby. in the hallways, be like "fuck your baby," and just like say all these things. Oh my god, it's good memories. Also, his name is Miles. Yeah. I literally was, like, speechless when I heard that. I was like, what? Wait, why? It's perfect. Oh, yeah. And I didn't no, it's know. it's very fitting. Yeah. 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 It's just, oh, so good. I don't know why they just, like, kind of added that thing. I don't know, but I think it was just, like, a little moment of, like, levity. Yeah. It's like, oh, Miles. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, also, the Michael like Myers the mask scene yeah. <laughs> is so goddamn funny. This is Michael Myers. I know. No, the Halloween mask. He, this is a Halloween mask. That's yeah. so good. Uh, also, how did that guy get in the crew in the first place? He was so stupid. I don't know. Yeah. I, I could tell once that stuff was happening, I was like, someone's going to kill him. <laughs> you know, it's actually my favorite. One of my favorite parts of the movie is like, why does your tattoo say hat? 
It used to say hate, but now I'm more employable. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. I no, thought it would good. increase my job opportunities. That's so good. <laughs> As he's <wrong laughs> As he has like neck tattoos. Yeah. Like that's not gonna help. Uh also Lily James. A a delight. Yeah. She's a delightful human. She's little sunshine. When I saw I think this is right around when trailers started coming out for Mamma Mia 2. Yeah. And then when it clicked that it was the same girl, I was like, well, I have to see it now. <laughs> How good was Mamma Mia? Mamma Mia 2 is one of those movies that I was like, I know it's not good, but I'm going to watch it 15 yeah, times. It's a, yeah, it's a, a cult. Yeah. A just cult movie, basically. So good. Uh, the first scene where they meet. When she's singing, too. She's like, also i think they missed a really key opportunity because they didn't put frankie valley i love you baby in the soundtrack Mm. there's a lot of baby Baby songs songs that they could use though i knew i was waiting for them to pull out baby driver the whole time i thought it would be during a chase scene and then when it comes on at the end i was like that's fair i guess that meant so much to me because i think simon and garfunkel like, I say everything's my favorite band, but they're legitimately, like, top five favorite yeah. bands. Like, shaped me as a human. Have you seen The Graduate? No. Okay, it's a movie so. that came out in the 60s. I know the name, yeah. Yeah, and it's about a college kid. He just graduates, doesn't know what he's going to do with his life, so he starts having an affair with, like, a 60-year-old woman. Oh, yes. Wait, that's what Mrs. Robinson is Yeah. Right. Yes, So okay. the whole soundtrack of The Graduate, every song. It's all Simon Garfunkel. It's all Simon and Garfunkel. Well, now I'm going to, now I'll probably watch it. <laughs> I've never really cared to watch it, because I just knew the basic. Oh. I was like, yeah, Mrs. Robinson, everybody yeah. knows, but yeah, that's. Yeah, that makes it more motivating. No, and to it's watch like it, Sound of Silence is like playing because he's like disgruntled and doesn't care about anything, and he's just graduating, he's floating through life, yeah. and it's like him walking. It's like Al Pacino, uh, Dustin Hoffman, walking down at like stairs, and it's just like Sound of Silence, and he just looks like he wants to kill himself. It's yeah. like perfect. <laughs> it's so good. That was the first record I ever bought. Was the graduate soundtrack on vinyl but it was only simon and garfunkel and i got it for like eight bucks i was like yes (laughs) uh also the laundromat scene is so cute and this is another reason why ansel elgord is amazing because he's just like looking at her the whole time like who is she like i love this girl yeah and i like how they have like the headphones in the whole time because then it makes you feel like you got your own little thing and you're like yeah, I'm here on the skate with you. I know, it's so but, cute. Yeah, and it forces them to, like, stay close with it, yeah. Um, also, the diner scene, when John Hamm, when she, he walks in, he says, we're gonna go, and John Hamm is there, and he has the gun in the newspaper. Yeah. That was, like, so much and tension. And the dumb-ass cop, like, <laughs> back oh my God. I was like, are <laughs> you kidding me? I know. But when he shoots, okay, I... I haven't seen this movie, I think, since I saw it in theaters. So, when he shoots the cop, and when Jamie Foxx dies, I was like, I literally gasped. I forgot <laughs> about those plot points. My roommate was gasping a lot last night, too. She didn't remember much, either. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie Foxx, that's a very gasp-worthy death. <laughs> right? Uh, well, I just, I, I, I just completely forgot they all died. Yeah. And so, whenever he just, like, I was like... <gasps> I really appreciate that they gave the girl, like, one of the ba- most badass deaths. Though. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I when think she just turns around with them, and she's like, <laughs> I was like, yes, bitch, go. Incredible. Um, also, why is Ansel Elgort so hot? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, thinking about it the whole time. I was like, well, I, I'm not talking coherently. I'm really sorry. I've, I'm on, like, three hours of sleep, but 
I don't know. I was just like, he looks like he should be on the cover of a magazine. He is a good looking guy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Last but not least, this is the last thing in my notes. The soundtrack is amazing. <laughs> we can go in depth to it now. I didn't do a lot of research on the soundtrack. I'm sorry. Uh, but I really like that they didn't use the songs that you think you wanted to hear. Like, I didn't think I wanted to hear tequila in the <laughs> middle of a movie, but I needed it, and it was incredible. Yeah. Bright no, and Rock, incredible. Let me see. I'm Simon gonna, and Garfunkel, incredible. I want to look at it, because it's like one of those soundtracks where when you look, every single song that you see, you can remember, like, what... Um, what scene it's associated with yeah and that's like that's powerful for a movie to be able to do that that's not a musical obviously because most of them they just throw some some rock music in there on the yeah. chase scenes you know and some, some like some creative some sad music on the breakup and call it a day yeah. but like every single one of these like you can associate like oh yeah that's the song when he brings them coffee which is the most unimportant thing <laughs> ever but you remember it because the editing and the song and the way that they fit it all together makes you remember that yeah and i thought it was like a perfect mix of genres it's not yeah. all rock. yeah it's very random stuff yeah honestly. but it it, like, it complements the movie well what's the one called someone was like ding, 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 ding. egyptian this... reggae <laughs> <laughs> oh that's the best part egyptian too when the guy's like reggae. this guy's listening to egyptian reggae yeah so good um also, another funny part that I just, like, laughed my ass off was when Jamie Foxx was like, do I fucking look like I listen to Barbra Streisand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so good. Like, when they're when they're having a little moment over Queen and everything, too. Yeah. yeah. Also, though, Jamie Foxx's character, you don't disrespect Queen. Yeah. No matter how much of, like, a thug rap guy you are, you don't. It's Queen. You can't You'll be, be like, Ugh, Queen trash. <laughs> like, no. You can't do that. Yeah. It's like disrespecting the Beatles. Like, what yeah. the heck? Uh, oh, also, random note, but I really wanted to talk about this. Have you seen Superbad? Yes. Okay, there's a part where Jonah Hill was talking about how some guy is like, oh, this girl will, like, never date me because look at the guy that likes her. Like, he's so hot. The first time I looked at it was, like, the first time I heard the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, I didn't know I needed that. That's like the best way to compare yeah. something. It was so good. Sorry, that just popped in my head. I had yeah. to talk about it. It's like the first time I, I heard the Beatles. Like, yeah, I feel like the only other movies that really have that kind of effect with the music are musicals, like we said, and then all the movies that are coming out a lot more recently, like the movie about Queen and everything. Yeah. Um, well, what I thought was interesting too, I don't really think there's a score in this movie. It's just no, the songs. It's, yeah, I guess it would be. Is is that called a score then? If score it's, is is a score when it's no. No words. Uh, I'd say a score is more... Like, it kind of... Like, is soundtrack... Is soundtrack when they're singing it? Is this technically a score, then? Mm, I don't I'm think so. I, I think a know. score would more qualify as, like, background. Yeah, or if it was music made for the movie. Yeah, maybe, exactly. Like, Pride and Prejudice score, that is my study music. Amen. <laughs> Listen to the Little Women score, the soundtrack. It's incredible. I think the soundtrack is the compilation of all the music included in a movie. And then a score would be the specific, like, music that goes into the movie. But since this is more, like, intentional songs, I don't know if it would be a score. Let's see. This is... I don't know how well it sources. Make this also, I'm not the most well-versed in music, so... Yeah, I... That's... 
I've been talking about it the whole time, but that's really <laughs> that's really why I like the movie so much because I don't enjoy action movies ever, and it's yeah. really nice to be able to enjoy one because they put in that effort to be a little bit more artistic with all of that. Okay, a film score definition is original music written specifically to accompany a film. Yeah, so soundtrack is recorded music accompanying and synchronized to the images of a motion picture, book, television, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, but no score. I thought it worked really well, though. (laughs) This person said, so basically, sound. (laughs) Yeah, so I guess a score is when it's written for the movie. Yeah. Well, also, this is about to get, like, real film nerd, like, really in-depth film nerd but there's like a concept of like diegetic and non-diegetic sound which is music you hear in the movie and the characters can hear it versus music that's just playing but the characters do you know what i mean yeah like they wouldn't know know it's playing okay i never knew like the terms for that yeah Yeah. wait so which one's which then so diegetic is they know it's happening like it's music in the story not just music in the movie and then non-diegetic is it's just playing. Yeah. No, I know. And the exactly. characters aren't aware. And this movie does a really good job most of playing of them, with that. Yeah, and most of them, they are, it's either, like, they're aware of it or baby is at least. Yeah, yeah. like, oh, what makes me laugh out loud is the one scene with the, the, yeah, the second chase with the Mike Myers thing. And then he's like, wait, I gotta start the song. Over. <laughs> yeah! And that, like, that part kills me. Because I feel like that's me. I don't know. I'm a very, like, music-oriented person when I'm walking around. And, like, I just always have to have music playing. It's my fear of loneliness and silence. <laughs> um, but I'm, like, one of those people that walks in and is like, Alexa, play Spotify, like, immediately. Yeah. So, I, like, I can totally relate to that. Like, I will start a song over if I get in my car and it started playing, like, before I could hear it. Like, Do you know I what the totally best feeling that. in the world is? When it ends, When right? it ends as and you, you park. park. Yes! Right, as you park. You know it's going to be a good day when that happens. I only have, like, a couple memories of that, but I remember one very specifically in the Chili's parking lot, and I was like, "This is <laughs> you felt be a God good in the Chili's meal." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "This is gonna be a good meal." Oof, I love that. Anyway, those are all my notes. Do you have any other things you want to add? Things we didn't talk about? Mm-hmm. Favorite scene, favorite line. I should have written stuff down. I guess that was my it. fault. I didn't no, send you an outline. No, you're good. I know I wanted to talk about the gun thing, though, because it's there's a lot. Like, you have to be really, like, watching for it. But, yeah, like, the gunshots even are, like, on beat. Because I pointed that out to my roommate last night. Or, like, she didn't even know about the lyrics in the wall. So I feel like every every time you watch it, you kind of pick up, like, a new little piece of all that. But Also, it's worth noting that I think there's very few movies that are truly 1,000% rewatchable. You can always rewatch this movie. Yeah. There's some movies I watched it once. I'm never going to watch it again. Yeah, definitely. So. Even if it's a good one sometimes, I'm like, oh. this is just not worth watching. No. Like, I saw Uncut Gems, actually, during Christmas break. Really? Was it good? And I liked it. Everybody, I went with my family, and everybody else did not like no, it. No, that's, I like, know the frontrunner for the Oscars this year. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought Uncut Gems was good, and it was really refreshing to see Adam Sandler not just being an idiot on stage. Yeah, finally which, made a Which good movie. I love. Do not <laughs> get me wrong. I love some slapstick Adam Sandler. Uh, but, yeah, I liked it, but do I think I need to watch that movie ever again? Probably not. No. Like, you it, know it's good. It's kind of similar to this, almost. It's just crooks and people just... You know, but if it had a soundtrack like this, that might be a game changer for like yeah. watching it again for me personally because 
that's what draws me into this as like an action film yeah so yeah um and like it very clearly reflects on all the ratings and everything this that's movie, true like, it's very highly rated very yeah. very well acclaimed yes yeah so any other notes comments that is all, all wonderful for me, i believe oh we're doing our the little hand power move thing so out of DIY mix cassette tapes out of 10 how many cassette tapes do you give this movie Ooh. uh 9.7 <laughs> <laughs> am I allowed to do points yeah you're good I don't want to say 10 I'm, I'm a, that yeah. English teacher that nothing gets 100 from yeah, yeah 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 no, <laughs> it I could always be better but yeah. that's true it's like I said it, it's got to be top 10 for me what are some of your other top my movies? top of all time which I originally wanted to do with you yeah. but it would be a lot sadder than this was to talk <laughs> about for 52 minutes and I think I'd be leaving very sad <laughs> uh is Dead Poet Society like, incredible by far Robin Williams like obviously everyone looks up to him but he reminds me so so much of my dad yeah. in every way and he looks so similar to him too so it's really nice for me to watch robin williams do stuff so of course my second top film is goodwill hunting i love uh, goodwill hunting classic so much how do you um, like them apples am i right yeah yes that is one of the best so good scenes ever uh but yeah, uh, top movies. Those are the only two I can ever get myself to commit to. There's like I a million really, movies. I'm a big musical fan, though. So a lot of those are up there. I 100% recognize that they're not for everyone, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like in the middle. I appreciate a great musical, but I don't. There's some people who know like everything that's going on on Broadway and like everything. And I'm just kind of like, yeah. I like movies. Yeah. But if I actually sat down and wrote out like some favorite movies this would for sure be in the top 10 and yeah. it would for sure be the only action film Interesting. like definitely i'm a very i like dramas too like mm. i like i like stuff with some like depth like goodwill hunting and dead poets society yeah. both of those are very sad movies i know i <laughs> goodwill hunting at least lightens up yeah. towards the end but the whole the whole two hour ride no it's they're it's kind of flip flopped. Like Dead Poet Society, you're like, this is so fun, this is so awesome until the end, and then you're like, oh shit. And then Goodwill yeah. Hunting's kind of the opposite, where you're like, this guy's life sucks. And then the end, you're like, hey, you know, it worked out, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, uh, that's everything I have to say on this little movie that I loved very much. Like all me, Okay. So if you don't have any other notes, I guess we'll wrap it up. Indeed. Okay, have a don't get rained on to whoever's listening to this. Well, I didn't do the that right.